The reading today is taken from Romans 6, verses 1 to 11. Well then, should we keep on sinning so that God can show us more and more of his wonderful grace? Of course not. Since we have died to sin, how can we continue to live in it? Or have you forgotten that when we were joined with Christ Jesus in baptism, we joined him in his death? For we died and were buried with Christ by baptism. And just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glorious power of the Father, now we also may live new lives. Since we have been united with him in his death, we will also be raised to life as he was. We know that our old sinful selves was crucified with Christ so that sin might lose its power in our lives. We are no longer slaves to sin, for when we died with Christ, we were set free from the power of sin. And since we died with Christ, we know we will, we will also live with him. We are sure of this because Christ was raised from the dead and he will never die again. Death no longer has any power over him. When he died, he died once to break the power of sin. But now that he lives, he lives for the glory of God. So you also should consider yourselves to be dead to the power of sin and alive to God through Christ Jesus. Thank you, Miles. Well, what a wonderful morning it has been so far. far. Absolutely fantastic. And uh, Luke and Anna, your testimonies were great. And so wonderful to watch you going under the water and out of the water. And uh, just a few words from me as we come to think a little bit further about what all this means. We've just heard some words from the New Testament, from the book of Romans, chapter 6. Words that were written a long while ago from the Apostle Paul to the church in Rome. But as part of the Bible, these are important words for us today. So what actually happened uh, just now when you were baptized? Well, physically, you went under the water. You got wet, everyone applauded, and you were prayed for, and uh, you went to get changed. That's what happened. Spiritually, something much deeper happened. Romans 4, uh, Romans 6 rather, verse 4, the middle part of our reading, this little phrase, for we died and were buried with Christ by baptism. Just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glorious power of the Father, now we also may live new lives. Wow. That's what happened. A death, a burial, a resurrection. Coming alongside Jesus, who himself died, was buried and rose again. So in baptism, you are declaring your faith and trust in Jesus and that old life is being buried and something new is rising again. And the purpose of this moment is so that you can live new lives. Wow. You've already been growing as Christians since your first steps of faith and your testimonies made that very clear. And now you've expressed it so powerfully in baptism. And God's Spirit has come to you today such that this wasn't just a moment of getting wet with water, but a moment of being touched again with the powerful Spirit of God. And God is now calling you to live a new life. And so for all of us, what comes after baptism? What is it? This is what it is, that we live a new life. This is why we're baptized. It's a, a way that takes us into living that new life in a powerful, positive way. Live a new life. How can we expand that a little bit? That's the phrase. 
that is here in Romans 6 and verse 4. That just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glorious power of the Father, so now also we may live new lives. Well, let me explain it in this way. First of all, that we live with Jesus. Pretty obvious, isn't it? But it has to be said. This new life that we're living, we live with Jesus. Dying with Jesus, rising with Jesus. You don't get much closer to God than in the moment of baptism. Yes, he's always there. But this is a remarkable moment. Whereas you go under the water and come out of the water. Just as Jesus went to the grave and rose again. And you're coming so close to him in those moments. So does Jesus now walk away and leave you alone? Not at all. The new life that you live, you live with him. You live with Jesus. How can you live with someone whose life here on earth came to an end some 2,000 years ago? Jesus made it very clear that he would not leave his followers alone. And after he died and was buried in the tomb and three days rose again, he appeared to the disciples for a number of days and weeks. And then as he ascended to heaven, he presented and sent to the disciples his Holy Spirit so that he was constantly with us and he would never leave us. You do not step out of this church alone. You do not start any day alone. Life is now with Jesus. He's your constant companion, unseen, but so very real. There's a psalm that talks about the fact that God is always near us. Psalm 139, it says, I can never escape from your spirit. I can never get away from your presence. If I go up to heaven, you're there. If I go down to the grave, you are there. If I ride on the wings of the morning, if I dwell by the farthest oceans, even there your hand will guide me and your strength will support me. Jesus is always there. That's both a comfort and a challenge. I'm sure you've come across tracking apps, geotags, spy phone, or whatever it might be. The means whereby one person can always know where another person is by tracking their phone. I'm a bit out of my depth here when it comes to technology. Uh, but as I understand it, the software simply uh, varies it varies from simply knowing where another phone is located to potentially knowing all the activity that is going on on that other phone, even listening to live phone calls. A bit scary, maybe, that we have the technology that can do that sort of thing. But maybe perhaps quite comforting that there is someone else who knows where you are. Knowing that your life is with Jesus as a constant companion is kind of similar, but it's very, very different. Because the purpose of Christ's walk with you is to help you live life to the full. He is with you, not in any way in a negative sense, but always to help you live life to the full. He's not there to catch you out when something goes wrong, but to build you up so that everything goes well. That's life with Jesus. And this new life also we can live with confidence. It's interesting that I put this thought into 
what I'm saying now because both of you said something in your testimonies about how you were struggling at times to be confident in your faith when there are lots of people who think differently and who sometimes make it difficult for us as Christians. The Christian way of life is the best way. It is fantastic. There's no need to be shy or hesitant about your faith. It's a great adventure. So be confident that the God who has begun a good work in you will bring it to completion. Live with confidence. The head of the London Metropolitan Police once gave an example of British police humour by suggesting a police examination question which read like this. You are on patrol when an explosion occurs on the next street. As you arrive, you note that a crowd of people are running about, waving their hands in the air and screaming. On further investigation, you find a large hole and an overturned van lying nearby. Inside the van, there is a strong smell of alcohol. Both occupants, a man and a woman, are injured. You know that he is an unlicensed driver and his passenger is the wife of your inspector. A motorist stops to offer assistance and you recognize him as someone wanted for armed robbery. Suddenly another man runs out of a nearby house shouting that his wife is expecting a baby and that the shock of the explosion has brought the birth imminent. Uh, not intended for you, Diana. At that moment, you hear someone crying for help, having been blown into an adjacent a canal by the explosion, and this person cannot swim. Describe in a few words what you would do. <laughs> and one of the bright officers was alleged to have given this problem some thought and then wrote, remove my uniform and mingle with the crowd. <laughs> Sometimes it's tempting to remove your uniform as a Christian and mingle with the crowd. Just pretend to be the same as everyone else. Because it's sometimes difficult to stand up and be different. And yet Jesus is with you and the life he's giving you is the best life of all. And he wants us to live it with confidence. Not to be shy about the fact that we are a Christian, that we belong to Jesus, that we love him, that we serve him, because he's filling you with his great power and wonderful gifts. So live with confidence. And then live with love as well. Live with love, which are the greatest commandments you know very well. To love the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength, and to love your neighbor as you love yourself. Love is at the very center of Christianity because God is love. And he loved the world so much that he gave his only son so that whoever believes in him won't die but have eternal life. Love is so much in the heart of God. And love needs to be in our hearts as well. We're not talking primarily here about something sentimental or romantic. We're talking about a Jesus-shaped love which always considers other people before yourself, which cares deeply and gives sacrificially. Live with love. Now, you get the way that this is going, can't you? And actually, we could go on for a very long while. Live with Jesus, live with confidence, live with love. There are so many more words that I could add that explain a little bit more about what it means to live this new life. But just one more this morning. And that is to live with hope. 
because this passage in Romans 6 is very definitely has a future aspect to it. Because Jesus died, rose again, and when he came back to, new, to life, he was the first fruits of those who have fallen asleep. That's what the later part of the New Testament tells us. And that the resurrection of Jesus is the foretaste of the resurrection of all who trust and follow him. So that our life here on earth is not the whole story. But that just as Jesus rose again into a life that is new and different and eternal, we too will be raised with him into a life that is eternal. And his resurrection is the guarantee for our resurrection. And living with Jesus is not just for this life. It is for eternity. And that's even better. So we live with hope. And we live to the full in our life that God gives us here and now. But we're excited that there is something even greater to come. For those who are trusting in Jesus, we can live with hope. So that's just a little bit about living the new life that God has given to you. And as you continue in, in the youth activities here, in the life of the church, we know that God is going to enable you to live that life to the full and all of the uh, others among this great congregation this morning, all of you who are sharing in these moments and listening to these words. God is calling you not only to trust him and follow him and to declare your faith by being baptized, but to go on to live a new life, a life that is full of the presence of Jesus, living with confidence, living with love, living with hope. Isn't that great? That's what we're about.